Psalm 89, a Maskil of Ethan the Ezraite. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, Steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens, you will establish your faithfulness. You have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. Selah Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? A God greatly to be feared in the council of the holy ones, and awesome above all who are around him. O Lord God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you. You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You crushed Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. The north and the south, you have created them. Tabor and Hermon, joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand. High your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exult in your name all the day, and in your righteousness are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. By your favor, our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, our King, to the Holy One of Israel. Of old you spoke in a vision to your godly one, and said, I have granted help to one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David, my servant. With my holy oil I have anointed him, so that my hand shall be established with him. My arm also strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him. And in my name his horn be exalted. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the waters. He shall cry to me, You are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. And I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. My steadfast love I will keep for him forever. And my covenant will stand firm for him. I will establish his offspring forever. And his throne as the days of the heavens. If his children forsake my law and do not walk according to my rules, if they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. But I will not remove from him my steadfast love, or be false to my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant, or alter the word that went forth from my lips. Once for all, I have sworn by my holiness, 
I will not lie to David. His offspring shall endure forever. His throne, as long as the sun before me. Like the moon it shall be established forever. A faithful witness in the skies. Selah. But now you have cast off and rejected. You are full of wrath against your anointed. You have renounced the covenant with your servant. You have defiled his crown in the dust. You have breached all his walls. You have laid his strongholds in ruins. All who pass by plunder him. He has become the scorn of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have also turned back the edge of his sword. And you have not made him stand in battle. You have made his splendor to cease and cast his throne to the ground. You have cut short the days of his youth. You have covered him with shame. Selah. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. For what vanity you have created all the children of man. What man can live and never see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? Selah. Lord, where is your steadfast love of old, which by your faithfulness you swore to David? Remember, O Lord, how your servants are mocked, and how I bear in my heart the insults of all the many nations, with which your enemies mock, O Lord, with which they mock the footsteps of your anointed. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. End of reading. Wow, what a, what a psalm of, of all the highs and lows of uh, the story of the kingdom of Israel. Um, if you didn't know the psalm, then I think, I think that last part would, uh, would surprise you. It certainly, certainly took me by surprise because, in, for example, in one stanza it's saying, you swore to David's offspring that you would, you would never uh, forsake them even if they uh, forsook your law. And then in another stanza, he says, but now you have cast off and rejected. So it's, a, it's like a tragic story, and it, and it ends with you know, that cliffhanger of, will, will you restore this throne? Will you restore this kingdom? Have you actually forsaken the covenant that you made with David? Because the psalmist, because notice, this is not a psalm of David or Solomon or whatever. This is, and it says in the subtitle, a masculine of Ethan, the Ezraite. So this isn't even David himself talking about his own, you know, his own struggle or his own children or, or whatever. And this isn't even, I'm not, I'm not even aware if this is one of the kings of Israel writing this psalm, like one of the later kings of Israel. This is Ethan, the Ezraite. And he's looking at what's going on with Israel and what has happened to this, to this throne, how this this crown has been desecrated and it's left in the dust, as it says there in verse 39. Um, and this, this Ezraite is identifying with this, with this horrible story of, of, you know, forsaking God and wondering if he will redeem, if he will redeem that crown and redeem this people. So that's the, I think, the full trajectory of the psalm. He's recalling all of the the history of Israel, he starts with saying that 
you know, God is, is the God of all the earth. He's the, he's the God who created everything. Um, then he goes on to the covenant that he made with David, verse 3. You have said, I made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. So that's where we start with the, with the story of the, of the kingdom of Israel. And, uh, you know, keeps going about these promises about David. Verse 20, I have found David, my servant, with my holy oil. I have anointed him so that my hand shall be established with him. My arm shall also strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. Verse 26, he shall cry to me, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. So, you know, I could go on, but that's a very powerful promise. That's, that's, a, that's a supreme covenant that God is making with this, with this king and with this kingdom and his offspring, because that's key here, the offspring. So what happens if the offspring forsake his law? Well, verse 30, if his, David, if David's children forsake my law and do not walk according to my rules, so if the next kings forsake my law, don't walk according to my rules, if they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes, but I will not remove from him my steadfast love. So God said in his promise, I will discipline the son of David. You know, he's not, he's not spared from discipline if he disobeys me, but I will not remove my faithfulness to the covenant. I will not violate my covenant or alter my word. That's what it says in verse 34. If the offspring of David, um, you know, forsake me, I will not forsake the covenant. Even if they forsake me, I will discipline them, but I won't abandon this covenant. And so that is what God said in the past. And then, so Ethan, the Ezraite, in verse 38, he says, but now you have cast off and rejected. You are full of wrath against your anointed. You have renounced the covenant with your servant. You have defiled his crown in the dust. Uh, so Ethan there is saying, well, hold on a second. You said before that even if the son, the son of David would forsake your law, you, you wouldn't remove that promise from the, from the offspring of David. But now it looks like you are. Now it looks like the throne is, you have abandoned this throne and you are abandoning this covenant. So um, I don't think the psalmist is actually saying that he does think God has left. He has left the, the room uh, or abandoned these people or this throne. Because in verse 46, he says, How long, O Lord, will you hide your safe forever? Hide your face forever. Hide yourself forever, excuse me. Whatever, kind of the same thing. But I just want to be accurate here. <laughs> How long, O Lord, will you hide your face forever? Will you hide yourself forever? Sorry, I said it again. How long will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is for what vanity you have created all the children of man. What man can live and never see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? Lord, where is your steadfast love of old, which by your faithfulness you swore to David? Remember, O Lord, how your servants are mocked. So he's reminding, you know, similar to when, when Moses goes and, and pleads the case of the people of Israel before God. 
because God is like, okay, I'm going to destroy them. And then Moses pleads the case and says, no, you're a God uh, abounding in mercy uh, and steadfast love. You, you forgive iniquity. That's what you do. Um, and so in a similar way, Ethan here is appealing, but specifically for the redemption of this throne of Israel. And Ethan, of course, is, is writing this before Jesus, the son of David, does redeem that throne. And here's the thing. We, through Christ, the son of David, we Christians, we also inherit the blessings and the heritage of that throne that Jesus, that Jesus sits on. So that true son of David, which is Jesus, he gets all of, all of these blessings. I mean, when it says, if the son of David forsakes my law and does not walk according to my rules, then I will punish him. Well, Jesus doesn't have that issue. He, he is the perfect son of David. Not even David himself had, had that. He could say that about himself, that he did do everything that God asked him to do. Um, we have the true son of God and the true son of David on this throne, and we inherit those blessings that he has secured through his obedience and through his conquering of, of the enemies, of the devil, of death, of sin in our lives. And so we Christians, we can identify with this struggle of, oh man, we need a king to, to redeem that, that, that position with God and that, that rulership over, over all of creation. And Jesus has done that. And we as Christians share in that inheritance with Jesus. So we, like Ethan, can, can look at the, the ruined state of, of the world and even uh, sometimes the people who, who were supposed to be the leaders, in this case, the king of Israel. But we can look on this and not even wonder, how long, O oh Lord, will you hide yourself? How long until you redeem that, that crown? Uh, because he has done it. For us, it's past tense. For Ethan, it was it was a future tense thing. But for us, it's past tense that Jesus has redeemed that crown, and He has secured that eternal covenant. Um, and through God's grace, we we share in those blessings with Jesus. So it's a really, I mean, it's it's longer than the Psalms we usually read, but it's a really powerful Psalm and goes through uh, a lot of the highs and lows of the of the story of redemption. And so uh, it's good to know that there is, a, there is a happy ending, if you will. There is a, a satisfying end and a victorious end to this in Jesus Christ. So grow with the growth that's from God.